everyone is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Uh, hello? This is Anna calling. Anna Wintour? It's come across my desk that you have a podcast about fashion. Lint-free, you call it? Hmm. I'll be the judge of that. But in the meantime, maybe if it doesn't burst into flames, you'll get an invitation to New York Fashion Week. And you'll get to sit close to me. Not too close, but close enough. Until then, good luck. You need it. Ta-ta. I stay lint free. All my diamonds are shining. I stay lint free. Haters won't catch me slipping. I stay clean. I stay fine. When your girl walks by, she gives me a smile. I stay lint free. All my diamonds are shining. Look how shiny. Yo, what up, world? It's Rico Rivera, and I am your lint free fashion girl. Welcome to Lint Free, the second episode. We already on some, we making some traction already. If you're new to the conversation, Lint Free is an honest discussion about the world of fashion and how it affects everyday life. Shout out to the people who've been showing me so much love for the promo. You know, I really appreciate all the support and, you know, we have so much fashion to dissect. You know, I'm so happy that you're a part of this process with me. Yo, shout out to my boy Winston Warren sounding so smooth. You know, on the on the theme song. <laughs> Shout out to the R&B student. Y'all make sure y'all follow my guy at the R&B student at Instagram. So, yo, what's on the fashion entree today? What we serving up today? I said, babe, it's a snake. He said, it's the entree. We talking about my first time at New York Fashion Week. Yes, I got an invite to New York Fashion Week. Just launched my podcast and I already got an invite. You know, so we making some moves. We making some progress. Um, and what we're going to talk about today is... How to survive New York Fashion Week. It's the dopest week of fashion in the city. You already know New York City is setting the trend for the entire country. And you can even argue the entire world. So how do you survive New York Fashion Week? What are some trends that I've seen at New York Fashion Week? And I have the help of a very lovely guest. My first guest, Danielle James. And she is the lead of beauty partnerships at i1 Digital, specifically for the brand's HelloBeautiful.com and MadamNoir.com. So sit back and relax and enjoy this episode. Well, first of all, I just want to send a special shout out to Danielle for inviting me to New York Fashion Week. Um, that's a major thing for me, especially at the beginning of this podcast. I think the timing was just perfect. It's like I launched a podcast and then the opportunity came and it was an amazing experience, you know, being able to kind of just get a taste of what it's like. It makes me realize that there's much more to come. So I'm here with the lovely Danielle James. Hey, boo, hey, thanks for having me. (laughs) But before we get into how special Danielle is, I want to ask you three fashion questions okay i'm gonna ask go for it i hope i can answer them. <laughs> i'm sure go you can um so the number one thing is how would you describe your style your aesthetic in three words and only using three words i'm honestly a woman who dresses how i feel so okay. if you were to look in my closet it's not like i have certain silhouettes that i always wear or whatnot it's really like how i wake up in the morning and how it is that i feel but i consider my style to be effortless okay um 
spontaneous and timeless. So basically, you're not trying hard at all. You just do this. You do this fashion stuff. Yeah, I don't really. I, I don't <laughs> like. I mean, like, I, there'll be times that I try, and then when I do, I will like work with a stylist because sometimes I think like when creatives pair together, then you can really create like a look, not a look, a look. You know, L E W K. L E W K. So that's like a look squared for people who are listening right now. So that's like when the look is really, really good. It's a look, not even a look. <laughs> okay, um, and if you could wear one designer for the rest of your real life, who would it be? Oh my gosh. This is so hard like past or present Doesn't under the matter. current fashion house or not any 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 uh, year any decade any era for the rest of my life just one designer for the rest of your life who would it be they're giving you a lifetime lifetime access to the collection mm. can we split it up by accessories too yeah why not all right so if it was accessories handbags louis vuitton okay um, I think they're such a luxury travel brand. Okay. I love that. Um, for shoes, if I could wear any kind of shoes for the rest of my life, I think either Giuseppe Zanotti's okay. or YSL. Okay. Yeah. And then for clothing, mm, that, oh, that's so that's such a hard question. Um, <laughs> Probably something, you know, honestly, I would want to wear for the rest of my life. So hard. I have like, I like think of fashion and eras and years mm -hmm. and like who is under what brand. So I would definitely want to wear Gucci that's under Dapper Dan okay. right now. So his collection and hopefully Alessandro, you let him make another collection. Um, <laughs> I would love to wear that. I'd also wear Dior under Maria Grazia Chiri. You're only supposed to choose one. Oh, you right well, you know, I mean, I'm just like, I'm just choosing, you know, <laughs> See, people who are like... this is where you're a real like, stylish person. You try, to get, you try to hit all the notches. <laughs> only one. Just in eras, in eras. So Gucci, Dapper Dan, you'll be a Gucci girl. For the rest of your life. I don't know. I, I can't answer. I don't even know. That's like, we don't have enough time for me to ponder over this. And honestly, I wear, I wear a lot of my friends right now, too. So okay. um, shout out to Marie Jean-Baptiste. She is uh, the founder of Rue 107. Okay. Um, I'm wearing that right now. So okay. I also am into brands that are like, you know, up and coming brands and brands that are by black women yeah. and are just like doing things like dressing curvy, curvy women as well, too. Okay. Yeah. So... What is your fashion journey? Oh man, it's been a journey. Like when I, I graduated from Duke, um, a double major in psychology and public policy, and I minored in health policy. And I was okay. going to go to Kenya to do HIV and AIDS research with sex slave workers. Mm. And two weeks before I was supposed to go, the grant just fell through. Like the money just wasn't there. So like I'm literally on the beach, like having a pity party for myself with my friends. Um, and we're like literally, I'm in like my pum pum shots, my sushi roll <laughs> hanging out. And this woman walks by and is like, You should be a plus size model. All my friends laugh because they're like, Danielle's like trying to go save the world. Right, like, right, she's right. not posing for your picture. Right. Um, I went home and my mom was like, You better call that woman. You know, you ain't got no job. Nothing. Y'all peep the accent. You know, she, <laughs> this is a Trini girl we're talking to, right? <laughs> um, and I called her, and a week later, I was on a flight to New York. A week after that, I was shooting my first editorial for Essence Magazine. And a week after that, I was signed to a three-year contract. So wow. that is how my career began in fashion. Um, I started modeling, but 
you know, even as I was modeling, it wasn't my passion. And I understand there's a lot of women who like girl, girls who are like, I want to be a model. And that was just never my dream. It's mm-hmm. an industry I very heavily respect, but it was just never my dream. So when I kind of just fell into this world and knew it was special that I fell into this world, um, I also had like feelings about being like, but this wasn't really what I wanted to do yeah. and felt a little guilty about it almost. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that. I remember I was on set for a campaign and I was studying for my LSAT because I was like, well, maybe I'll go work for the ACLU. Yeah. Um, something like that. And then someone on set was like, you're so good at just like, you know, directing and just like your thoughts on how to create things for people. Have you ever thought about the business of fashion? And I really hadn't. And, um, so I went on an interview and a week and a half later, I was working with Macy's and I started off working in their strategic planning section and I did very well there ended up becoming a buyer for Macy's and then had another point in my career where I was just like sitting front row to show and I was just like this is not what I want to do I'm not like passionate about it and I really feel that we should try and find our passions in life or work just becomes work you know just really becomes work so um I quit my job Mm. they thought I was going through a crisis (laughs) and I just kind of chilled out for about a month. And while I was there, I came up with my idea for Model Citizen. So Model Citizen um, allows women to shop each other's closets for rentals and sales. Like instead of building like the world's largest virtual closet, we all don't need to own Prada, just a few of us. Yeah. You know, we can share it. Right. And women only wear 20% of their closets. I really wanted to create an additional revenue stream for women, a way for women who love fashion and clothes to interact with each other, and a way to not have women spend spending 13% of their income on clothing. Yeah. Yeah. How I ended up at I1 um, is that I was freelancing. I was their editor at large for Hello Beautiful. I was doing Fashion Week there. Launched New York, um, New York Fashion Week Noir, which is really just a hashtag that celebrates people of color in the industry doing the damn thing. Um, and that ended up leading to a full-time job here. Nice, here nice. Well, congratulations. I'm glad that I've, I've been able to even meet you in this space because I didn't even know your history. Oh, okay. I just knew that you were dope in what you were doing. And oh, to thank hear you. that your journey was so amazing, you cool. know? Yeah, I think that... Um, it's an example of just being open to the things that come to you. I think a lot of time people are like, oh, I don't have this opportunity or this doesn't happen for me. And just kind of like, you know, you know, you move, like look at, like move with the current. Don't try to push against it. It's always harder. But sometimes when you go with the current, like good things happen good to things you as happen. well. Yeah. Awesome. So now that you're going to all of these shows at New York Fashion Week, yeah. um, what do you think are some things to look out for when you're going? How do you prepare to go to New York Fashion Week? What oh are you doing gosh. to prepare? There's multiple ways to prepare. And who? how do I personally prepare? Mm-hmm. Or how does, like, because it's different depending on who you are in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I so I start to get invites sometimes a month in advance. But really, they will sometimes come a week before the show as well, too. Um, and the ones that come early, I also look, I look through every invite. So if it's a brand that I don't know, I'll still go, I will go to your website, I will look you up, I'll look at your pieces, and I'll decide if I want to take my time to actually come to your runway show. If it's something that I really like, but maybe there's um, a competing, like a competing show I have or something, I'll send like a writer or somebody else to go to the show so they can see it as well and then report back on it for me. Um, But I do my research. I would say that would be the number one thing. Like a lot of people think it's 
just being at the shows, being seen at the shows. And there's so much bigger than that. Like Mm -hmm. you should really take the time to do the due diligence for the designer and for yourself to see what is it about this designer that, that, that you like about them? What is their aesthetic? So you're not going in there and like looking at it blindly. Right. That would be the first thing I would say to prepare for. Two, also just to pace yourself. It is like a a week that is just like by the time it's over and done with, which is like now I feel like I feel bad because I feel like I might be a little spaced. (laughs) Um, Because there's just so much to do in that week. There's so much to do in that week because Fashion Week has now like the one thing I've always loved about fashion and about New York Fashion Week and Fashion Week in general is that these aren't situations or places that you can buy your way into. Um, there are when you're at the show here are the following people's at the show and who should really be the most important and it's really not even dictated like that normally um, the buyer you have to have people there that are going to buy your collection the editors people who are going to write about your collection in addition to maybe doing pulls for covers for your collections like that of course you'll have like you know your bloggers and your influencers there as well to like further help spread the word but really those are the people who are there you know awesome so showrooms showroom like people who own showrooms boutique owners things like that well thank you for giving us a lesson because some people think that it's all glitz and glam just want to get into this so much work it's actually a lot of work it's a lot of work you go to the show and not only do i go to the show then i go home and then write about the show Mm -hmm. and then have to get up again early enough the next day to probably go backstage for another one and yeah it looks like i'm gonna get you babe because you're not that cute and your hair is uneven. You look dusty. Speaking of you being at the show, I'm mm-hmm. going to take a moment. This is our lintiest thing of the week section. Okay. So the lintiest thing of the week is, you know, a moment that might not have looked uh, too bright. Okay. It could be a person. It could be a place. Anything that just, you know, might have needed a lint roller because maybe a little bit of ratchet, a little bit, <laughs> you know. I love this. Yeah, a little fashion faux pas or whatever. So we want to talk about the Nicki Minaj and Cardi B oh situation. Oh, Lord, oh, God, my Trini sisters. <laughs> what is going on, uh, Bacchanala? So when you hear about, you know, you said two, you know, Caribbean girls, two Trini girls in a space oh, like that. Oh, you want to define us like that? I'm like, don't put this what, on Trinidad. What, 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 what's, your, what's your take on being a person of color in those spaces? And what's your take of you being in those spaces, looking at that situation? Um, just what's your overall takeaway? Um, okay, so just to reiterate your first question, so what is it like to be a person of color in these spaces, in mm-hmm. these fashion week spaces? Um, lonely. Mm. Lonely. Uh, there's not enough people of color, women of color, men of color that I think are in the fashion industry or even represented in the fashion industry. And even when we are there, we um, sometimes don't get the same amount of respect as our counterparts. Uh I never publicly told this story, but and I love the designer, Brandon Maxwell, an amazing designer. Um, I know he's very supportive of women of color. I know all of these things, but sometimes the message doesn't trickle down. So um, I went to his show last season, or tried to go to his show, got an invite backstage, everything to the show, everything, got there, and they just couldn't believe I was supposed to be there. Mm. They couldn't identify the outlet, which is insane to me because I feel like a lot of times people of color have to do research to exist into white spaces, but then they don't have to do the same due diligence of the research to um, for, for us as it's well, like, too. Oh, you, it, it's just an assumption that they belong here exactly. and that you have to extra prove why you belong exactly. there. Exactly, and the show was at um, Lincoln Center. I was super excited about it. Like, a lot of models that I love are walking in. I think Brandon um, Maxwell's collections are beautiful. He's a young designer. He hasn't been around for, like, like several years. So I was excited about the energy and what he was bringing, what he was bringing to this, and to really just get... Um, 
told this at the door, like, no at the door. And, and like, she's Maddie, holding up a hand with a stop sign, yeah. basically. And not to flex, like, on myself or my resume or anything like that, but I've been in this industry on multiple sides. I have been a model. I have been a planner. I have been a buyer. I have been an editor. And now I run partnerships. And at that time, I was a style and beauty editor, but really just based on the color of my skin, they wouldn't let me in. And I feel like if Brandon had known that, I might still write you a letter about this, Brandon. If he had known that, I think he would have been really embarrassed and upset because mm-hmm. sometimes, um, again, it just doesn't trickle down. So meaning what happens from the from like the designer's idea or their thought process does not trickle down to everybody else. Got it. You think Harriet Tubman was walking around with a fucking nice shiny fucking dress on with a fucking crown on her head when she was taking slaves to freedom? The lintiest thing that happened, and you talked about the Nicki Minaj and Cardi B situation. First of all, we do not fight in Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> we don't do anything but sit pretty. <laughs> sit pretty. When we wear Dolce. <laughs> so that was just embarrassing. And the, this is the icons party. So if you're invited to, this is one of one of the um, yeah, most Yeah, tell respected. us about the significance. Oh, I don't okay, think so people Har- don't know about the significance of this party. So Harper's, Bazaar, so Harper's Bazaar has their icons issue where they will feature several people on covers. They'll have like special covers and they have their icons gala that happens at like some ritzy place in New York City. I think last year it was at the Waldorf. I think it was at the Plaza this year. Okay. And... Um, They'll, uh, they'll like, invite people to go there. So if you're getting an invite to come like this, they are already being, like, you are someone. Kind of stamped. You matter. Okay. You matter. And the women were there, and they just ended up this fight over who said what about whose baby and throwing Christian Louboutin shoes. There's a place and time for everything and anything, and that was not the place for it. I don't care what your color was. But mm-hmm. it's especially embarrassing because I feel like we're people of women, people of color, women of color, we already get pegged as angry, as erratic, um, at times to be, like, wild. So just to, like, feed into that already stereotype of people, like, there's, I also feel bad for them because there could have been business that was there. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people there. How much money did they lose, each of them individually, just based off of their behavior? All the love that my fans, that my friends, that everybody shows me is genuine, is beautiful, and that's something that God gave me that you can't buy, bitch. So, I guess my next question would be is, because I know people are dividing this up to, are they Barty gang Mm. or are they Team Barb, Mm. you know? So, I would just want to know is, A, do you take a side in any of these moments? Mm. And B, um... Do you think that there will be opportunities lost on either side, whether it be for Cardi or it be for Nicki Minaj? What do you think is going to be the aftermath of this whole situation? Mm, well, I actually know Cardi. I love Cardi. Um, uh, so, And I am very just supportive of what her and Patience and everybody is doing with her brand. I don't side with... I, I, I side with black women, so mm-hmm. I side with both of them. I could see how where both of their angers and their thoughts are coming from. Um, I feel that... I hope they don't lose anything by this, but I'm sure, like, it looks risky. It's going to be taking the people are somebody's going to take a second thought when either if it's, you know, inviting Cardi if Nikki's already there or inviting, you know, vice versa. Or even bigger than that. That that could have been a makeup deal on the line. There could have been a clothing collaboration on the line. That could have been, who knows? I mean, I'm sure because, like, Cardi is, like, the it girl right now, but Dolce could really be like, I don't want you wearing our stuff anymore. Right. Do you think that designers would be almost 
happy about the notoriety because it's a moment in time or do you think they would be more embarrassed i think it would depend on the designer um like some people think all press is good press Mm -hmm. i don't i personally don't believe that i feel like uh the internet leaves imprints that can never go away and like you can still see that 15 years from where i definitely think that was a moment meaning that people aren't going to just be like yeah girl no one's gonna remember that by tomorrow afternoon people are gonna remember this but hopefully this won't be a defining moment for either of their careers got it so let's talk about some of the style trends that you Ooh. saw. So this is the fashion yes. entree. So what's on an entree? What was on an entree for New York Spring, Fashion Week? Spring, summer 2019 is looking quite lovely. So I loved it because, I mean, personally, it had a lot of island vibes. When I was there, I saw the Kushni show. So shout out to Carly. Carly showed for the her own collection for the first time. This is another iconic moment that happened in the industry. She um, co-founded the brand with Michelle um, Oxen, who they're no longer partners anymore. So she showed Kushni on her own. And I can really see the aesthetic and her shining through it mm-hmm. um, and there's a very heavy island feel to it just like pieces that were breezy that were open that were colorful I noticed that as well too at Michael Costello also noticed it at Alice and Olivia so like this island kind like of the like tropical prints the, the, not even just stuff. a tropical print sometimes even color like a neon yellow mm. or a red I've saw a lot of oranges um just like really bold colors that okay. were coming through still with like the like cutouts you know so like the cutout pieces like your side cutouts or maybe like it'll be like a skirt and then like it's see-through at the bottom or something like I saw a lot of that also I saw a lot of volume there's just a lot of volume um, in the clothing, whether it like just looked more. I think that people are looking for more avant-garde pieces that aren't nec- necessarily haute couture that they could wear With off the pieces. ready-to-wear okay. like lines like onto the street. So okay. I saw a lot of like structure, a lot of architecture in the clothing, which I thought was beautiful. I also saw a lot of elevated comfort. So a lot of shoes with sneakers. Oh, like sneakers were just everywhere. I- I was peeping this style. People are wearing, like, trying to mix up the athletic, athleisure wear with the, like, more, like, high-end glamour mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and what do you, what's your take on that trend? I'm here for it. You know, I'm a city girl. I commute. Okay. Uh, like, so... Um, and it would be so nice not to have to pack my sneakers and my heels. Just and wear just, them out as And is. just wear the sneakers. So I've personally been doing that a lot more. I see a lot of girls are doing that a lot more. Shout out to the Obama girls because they were doing that for years. Okay, little, so they've been on it. They've this been is, this on This is not a it. new thing. They've been up to speed. Yeah, um, <laughs> but I think you'll see that more. I think also, too, with everything that just happened with Nike, that a lot of showgoers, because, right, you see the styles on the runway, and then you see the styles of the people who are actually attending the shows. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about the. The, the in the moment style that you were seeing mm, um sneakers everywhere nike's everywhere white booties white booties are everywhere small tiny glasses been seeing a bunch of tiny glasses no one's really into the oversized glasses I'm, anymore i'm noticing the small tiny glasses that you wear off the bridge of your nose a little bit mm-hmm. it's kind of like you know your grandmother or your librarian is looking over you because you're talking a little too loud in the yeah, library yeah. everybody has like the off the nose bridge um swag i yeah. thought that was pretty cool too. yeah 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 i like the i like the small glasses too i think like it's cool just to see like things evolving and, and like styles evolving i saw a lot of denim i like that as well too so one thing I noticed that when you're at a fashion show, everybody does this thing. What right? thing? What is it? What so did the, you notice? So the yeah. thing is, you have to rock your jacket or your coat off the shoulder. Is that a thing? Why is that? Is that like a cool I person's think, thing? I think it just elevates your look automatically. I love, I, I, but you know what? Low key, 
I was judging, but I was like, I feel it because I did it too with my coat. I had a coat on. I had a black and white coat on. And it does up your look. I think it's just like when you just throw a little like jacket Something. over anything, over your thing, it just looks so much chicer. And then it just rests. And then you could actually see the whole piece. Exactly. Off of it. And it looks more more put together. And I think people just like a little bit of volume. So you just want a little bit of movement whenever mm -hmm. you go. So you have a little motorcycle jacket or your, your long coat, oversized trench or something like that. You just throw that bad boy over your, over your shoulders and voila, it's a look. I, I love, I, or is, is it a look? It's a look. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to, this is so interesting to me because now I want to know what you noticed as a first timer at yes. Fashion Week. The things that, I, that to me are probably just like, oh, whatever. So I don't know. I mean, granted they're, you know, women are ladylike and you know are when they're in proper settings they cross their legs but i noticed like you have to do the leg cross to the point where at the show the i guess the showrunner was saying like hey don't cross you your can't. legs no no so and you don't want to cross so at the at the show what you do you cross at your ankles which is also ladylike too you can do that as well but you cross at the ankles because you don't want to see um if you look at the pictures like i actually have my laptop off looking at shows right now that's how you know i'm a fashion girl but you can, you don't want to see people's legs. So you see when it's crossed um, at the foot, you're not focused on people's knees. And people's shoes. You're not shoes. seeing thighs. Okay. You're not seeing shoes. You're just really focused on the clothes. At the end of the day, the show is all about the clothes. Interesting, because you know what? The person didn't mention the photographer. And I was just like, how does that affect the photographer in any way? So I'm glad that you broke that mm -hmm, down. Mm -hmm. So it's literally... You're not supposed to cross your legs, people, so you want to get as much attention on the actual collection as possible, yeah. and that takes away from the collection. So all those sides. cool kids out there, yeah. take note, and when you're there, cross be polite your and respectful. Yeah, and yeah. I guess it's like the little And don't mansplain. Like, don't man sit. If you're a man, you don't need, <laughs> like, you get one seat. Don't take up three. It ain't that big. Um, but one thing that kind of came up is the attitudes and the vibes, right? So when you go there, you're in your nice little over, you got your coat on your shoulders, mm -hmm. you got your, your body in the Z form, right? Cause you're trying to be polite. But then well, tell me about this attitude that, that people are, that have at the shows. You where, people have attitude at so the show? So personally, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I had all positive experiences, yeah. but a, a young lady sitting next to me was saying like, you know, especially when it comes to the wave of, or influx of influencers at the show, you know, mm. people are, they have a, a certain following now. So it's like, you know, do they bring that attitude like, oh, I have 100,000 followers and such and such like that. And she was saying there was one influencer that she was talking about in particular. She's like, oh, she only has 60,000. Now, I'm new to the game. I ain't got 60,000 followers. Mm. But to hear that someone with 60,000 followers is now thinking that they're the shit and they're going to come in with a certain level of attitude. So I want to know your take on the level of humility that's in the game, even when you do reach a certain level and... How do you keep yourself humble in well, those spaces? Let me tell you one thing. Just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean you have a pot to piss in. Because I know a lot of people with a lot of followers that aren't making any type of money off of it. Um, I think that there should just be a certain decorum of politeness that happens all all the time. Um, I don't know. Like I have been going to Fashion Week for years. I was trying to stop and think about it today. It'd be like, how many years have I been coming to Fashion Week? And I think it's been 10. Mm. Um, so I've so been. You got a decade in the game. I have like over twenty seasons nice. in the game, and that's just New York Fashion Week. That's okay. not even counting other Fashion Weeks I've attended. And um, I just kind of go now. Like honestly, the past two, I haven't even been getting dressed like that. 
Like to be very honest, mm-hmm. like I used to have like a look for every. But I'm, but you know what? Day. You know, I'm, I'm, I love the black and white and the looks that I've seen you in, like that clean black and white. Even yeah. if you go a little bit more comfortable, go more relaxed. Yeah. Something about that black and white just makes you look put together. I think black and white will always be something that'll be always classic again. And I guess I, I also get it too. I'm a fashion person, so I know that I have clothes in my closet. But mm-hmm. like people go all out for fashion week, yeah. like spend thousands of dollars for their fashion week outfits or will get pulls like to dress in the entire thing so um for me i think i think that in terms of attitude if someone has a lot of attitude at fashion week other than anna wintour who are you get away yeah like, and i think that's just that's clearly a sign of insecurity because if you do this you don't gotta act like you and do anna this. wintour Everyone got knows. attitude to be really honest she's just shy like she's a shy <laughs> she's a shy person you know so. and she's there to do business she's not there to do all the extra she's well, there's there to a look lot at to this see. collection you're there yeah, like there even as i was looking like you know um i dressed some people too so i was looking to see for pieces like okay. style like uh, i forgot the stylist stylists also go to fashion week you know like a lot of front row you'll sometimes see major stylists who will be there so I want to just wrap up the conversation and say, what was, if you could choose the most groundbreaking moment of this entire New York Fashion Week 2018 season, what would you say was the defining moment of this um, show? The most defining moment of this Fashion Week was honestly the Fenty, um, Savage by Fenty. I was there backstage and like, and it makes me happy, but it makes me sad at the same time, to be really honest about this. I get happy because the show was truly diverse and truly inclusive of it. But then the sad part of it was that I, um, that it was such, everyone was in such arms about it being so diverse and seeing two pregnant models and seeing all that um, and seeing like plus size women in the show I honestly think Rihanna is here to change the game Victoria's Secret better watch out like her show had was performance based and um things and and things like that so I think her show was probably the most unique she had like girls that were like I was backstage some of these it was models, like everyday women. Yo, was like I was like, I was like, I was like, was I on the train with you this morning? Was I on the train with you, girl? But then in the same moment, she also had like Ducky Thought that was there, right. and Bella and Gigi Hadid walked in together. So it was to me like what I would love to see Fashion Week truly look like. And nice. I really hope that more brands take that. The same with Harlem Fashion Row. That was a huge thing that happened for them to those three designers, Sophie Noel, um, Andre Celeste, and for Kimberly Goldson, along with Brandis Daniels, who is the founder of Harlem Fashion Row, to de- to design LeBron James's LeBron 16 exclusive shoe, his first shoe for women, created by black women for women. Nice. It's in- incredible. I see you pulled up some Christian Cohen. You yeah, like this I, show? so... Um, this style. I thought, I I've thought seen this, this style show, everywhere. I thought this show was absolutely beautiful. I thought it was beautiful, So too. I'm going to put this in the universe right now. I want to get to a Christian Cohen show. I okay. Will put that, I'm going to put that into the universe. Well, yeah. Um, but there was one moment to me that... To me, it was jaw-dropping. And I liked the, almost like the gothic element of it Mm. um so if you were to look at the christian cowan collection um that was shown at spring studios it would be look three and it was the look with the six panels would you say the six panels tiered yeah six tiered panels tiered pleated um, panels and the diamond sparkly kind of like face head cover but you know like also gucci had that last season gucci did have that that, this 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 whole kind of look right here i think it's very do you know the british um designer molly Godard? 
tell us more. Okay, so she's like she's known for like making clothes like that. And I saw not like this exact piece, but a lot of people are doing more layers. I feel like everyone is over like like let me do everything that makes me look sleek. Like they're okay with With volume. volume. Like I am here, I am being seen. This is what I mean by people wanting more avant garde things they could wear right off the runway. But to me, what I liked most about this, the seeing it walk down the runway, I know that sometimes the runways adds a little extra element of magical but but it was the movement was so crazy yeah and to see the way the light reflected off of the headpiece was awesome and to Mm -hmm. me that was a jaw-dropping moment at new york fashion week congratulations i'm jealous of all the people that got to go one year i'm gonna get to go so you're gonna go next season just put it out there (laughs) um but shout out to christian cowan that collection was amazing and i, I like the shoes to, i like the shoes with the watches funeral. i thought that was i love when fashion is almost humorous and kind of like tongue-in-cheek um so i like the shoes with the watches on the mm-hmm. wrist and kind of like you know some of the rivets in the watch i thought that mm-hmm. was dope so um job well done to christian Cowan. yeah i also love laquan smith Laquan so Smith's i just swear where laquan has come from and where he is now laquan is my boo um but that's another thing i also go to people's shows that i personally know that's I think important that's amazing. To me. that makes it even the moment even special because yeah. if you were to witness that growth personally and yeah. to see you know the work that someone did and see it all come into fruition i'm sure that's amazing i remember the first show i went to for laquan smith was in the fall of 2015 that's when we met for the first time i did an interview with him he was gracious for it and and he's, he's a young guy too very young and he's also very um he does not have an attitude like that like you if you didn't know who laquan was like you know some people are in the room they're like i need you to know who i am he's not like that he's a very very talented and i've just legend you know he didn't he didn't go into debt at all creating his brand at all and he He's built this like very successful brand. I love his partnership he's now doing with ASOS and even his collection. I love ASOS, I love ASOS too. Shout out to ASOS. Um, and I also love uh, his the print he did. He opened up the show in with a print the female, with females uh, that mug shots. The female yeah. criminals. That's awesome. And I loved that because I was like, well-behaved women rarely make history. Nice. But I just thought it was a beautiful, something different and fresh. And I feel like that's what New York Fashion Week has been missing. Honestly, I feel like you go to London, you go to Milan, and you see things that you're just like, this is great. But then, like, sometimes, like, you'll be in New York, and New York is almost sometimes like, hmm, yeah. you know? But I, I was impressed this year. Well, Danielle, I want to thank you. Danielle has to run because she's a fashion girl on the go. So where can the people find you on the socials? You can find me at the Island Diva with one D. So T-H-E-I-S-L-A-N-D-I-V-A. And you can find me on Facebook, Welcome to Danielle James. And I am on Periscope, too. And then all your coverage that you're doing in your New York Fashion Week. Oh, HelloBeautiful.com, MadamNoir.com. Check it out. It'll be up there. I write, I write a letter every year to, like, the fashion community. This year, it was basically why we should not be impressed by the bare minimum in fashion and should be de- um, demanding more. So check that out, too. And I just want to thank you one more time, Danielle, just for, like, you heard my idea. You heard I was doing this podcast, and I know for someone of your experience, someone of your caliber, to believe in someone like me. Um, thank you for being a part of my just story. In general. You, you like, killing I, it! I you you, you, you killing thank it! You. Let me be your plus one at Christian <laughs> show next. I know I wasn't going to let y'all go without a lint-free lesson, right? For those who don't know, a lint-free lesson is taking a linty experience and applying it to your life so you become a better person.
So one thing that I'm learning is everything can be perfect. You know, I'm the type of person that I like to present myself a certain type of way, very particular way. And I have to be honest, when I heard my first episode, I wanted to re-record it. You know, I found everything wrong with it, you know, even to the way I sounded. I was like, you know, it took a second for me to adjust to, wow, that's how I sound. That's what I sound like. And realizing that sometimes the first time really is the best time because you are your truest, authentic, genuine self. But then I also heard someone talk to me about the power of authenticity. And sometimes when you try to make things too polished and you try to be too perfect, you lose that authenticity and people don't feel you because it's not real. It's not genuine. So I'm taking this opportunity to not have to be so polished all the time. You know, still lint free, but never absolutely polished. And sometimes you just got to go. Press go, go mode. So my lint free lesson is go in head first and you'll be all right. Make the best of it. Message. All right, that's a wrap for episode two. But before you go, if you want to get a good look at some of the things and collections that I spotted at New York Fashion Week, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Linfree Podcast. And if you feel in some type of way, you want to send me a message, hit us up at linfreestyle at gmail.com. And yeah, I'm on IG. That's at World Revered. W-O-R-L-D-R-E. V-E-R-E-D on IG. Until next time, stay win free. I stay win free. All my diamonds are shining.